like we couldn't leave you know what I mean like we couldn't leave the college campus and whatever blah 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 like it's always been sort of a regret of mine that I didn't really like get to just get in a car and get to LA before or even just break the curfew but like but yeah like yeah that's like one of those weird things like do you go walk into a melee like I don't know and if he's not in Chicago then obviously like by the time he gets there it's just gonna be blood on the streets and people not playing Rolling Stones and Doors songs of course um famously uh break was it break on through to the other side was banned from the radio during that riot uh during the 68 riot and so was street fight man by the rolling stones were banned from being played on the radio that like during the protests um so it's funny that you mentioned jose feliciano covering the doors which that version is hilarious i think um but the conflict in the story, as far as, I mean, and I feel like this is a superficial reading, the conflict in the story is like, what is, is like, is, does Frank approve of what the cops are doing? Are we, you know, like, is he just sort of a second generation Italian whose family probably runs an independent business and so are pretty conservative and, is he one of the reactionaries in that, like my mother was like in the sixties who didn't approve of the hippies or was she more like my, or is Frank more like my dad? Like he totally approved of what the hippies were doing. He just didn't have the balls to actually sort of participate as much. You know what I mean? So that's like what I see as the conflict. Um, but I still feel like the, those questions are weird. And I guess maybe the reason why is because I don't think it's, maybe it's not really clear what his conflict is. And it's because we don't have the information, more information about Frank's internal like thinking at the time. Um, and of course I enjoy conflict in real life. I'm Northern Irish Catholic and Sicilian and I enjoy it in fiction. And uh, because I maybe, I don't know, I probably have totally undiagnosed ADHD and I have to have something to interest me. <laughs> so that's, those are my answers to the questions. Does anybody else want to go? Hi, Andy and Bart, by the way, I haven't said hello. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. You can unmute yourself. Oh, I'll do that. Uh, wait. Oh, you've unmuted me anyway. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I, I like it. Um, I like kind of how you kind of list this stuff. You know, I'm trying to think of like how it works as a short piece. And um, I always think of that Raymond Carver story, the one um, called like, should we dance or something? When it's like, it starts there's a short story and it starts with all of the guy he's obviously broken up with his wife and he's got all of his stuff in his house out in his out in his um yard as like a as like a yard sale so like <laughs> pretty much his whole life and he's like this drunk guy sat on his yard with his whole like furniture out there and like everything's listed 
and it's kind of and that's like the showing kind of who he is and the kind of the conflict and then anyway anyway this young couple come around they buy something off him but like um yeah so i think maybe you should like um like with a recipe kind of list everything list like his life and stuff like i'm um, just make it a bit shorter more listy and then with with um the boy season tv and stuff make make that more listy you could short like the sentences and stuff um and also like maybe um yeah maybe try and put like what his what his um view on the conflict is into the poem a little bit more i mean into the story but yeah that's it So Francis with his finger raised. Yeah, I'm asking to Yeah, there you go. Hi. Yeah, um, a few more ideas occurred to me, and uh, I just I don't know. I feel like what I said was sounded a bit mean, but I don't mean it to be. Um, considering that, um, I guess it really comes down to different forms of different conventions, don't they? So if it's flash fiction, I guess it works with flash fiction, doesn't it? Because flash fictions. About a moment, and then let you find those blanks. Whereas, um, I guess I was thinking, you know, the short story, short stories, I suppose you that the convention with that is you expect um, things to move quickly because you try to do an entire three act story structure in a very short space of time. Um, as if as it is now, um, it would sit very well if it was like part of, um, you know, I could see that being. Um, like a scene in a novel, you know, so like that, you know, you get the expansiveness in a novel that you would like, like watching someone making a, a, a and, and doing that kind of thing. You, know, you have more time and space in a novel, to, and, and I think readers would accept more time over something like that because you could get a minutiae, don't you, when you're reading like a, a long form fiction. I suppose for the conflict that I'm getting out of it is like his his son's a cop and he's watching um, a demonstration like a demonstration go bad on TV. So is it is the conflict that's in the resigned in the background the idea of I think someone mentioned about is you know Frank's. Um, Attitude. He seems like a conservative kind of character that he thinks that cops should be beaten up, hippies and things like that. So I guess the change that's kind of set up to happen is, is something going to happen, or you know, to happen that makes him change the idea that he thinks that he's going to have like a, a, a political awakening where he becomes, you know. Challenge it like he'd have those kinds of values and beliefs challenged. Yeah. After everybody's done making comments, I can sort of explain my rationale for the story and kind of where I'm going with a lot of fiction lately. If you, you know, but I'll wait till everybody has their say. So I gotta go. So goodbye to Bye. everybody.
Bye. Like bye, we're doing our pet poetry. Love you. Bye. Yay. Bye. Yay. Bye. Yay. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. Hey, everybody. Uh, I think I just missed a phone call from Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth. We're going to see if she's going to call me back here on the messenger. Uh, wow, poetry today, huh? I was all over the map. That was crazy. All right. Oh, gosh, I love Bug House Square. Well, I'm super stoked that it's a Bug House Square because that's one of the things I love to play behind me anyways. But uh, we're going to be most likely having a call from Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. Oh, 420 is killing me, man. I know it's 421, but I ate an edible this morning. <laughs> and now I'm tired. Uh, but I'm going to hang through. We've got a show tonight at Asiento. I'm hoping, hoping, hoping it warms up. That would be amazing. I'm pretty chilly right now. i got to put on my other layers. But come on out to Asiento. Bring a blanket. Eat some pork bocadillo. And listen to some great comics. Really fantastic lineup tonight. Matt Gubser and Ryan Goodcase. He won the World Series of Comedy. Like, what? It's so rad. And Matthew Quirk, he's a really funny old guy. And super political and just lovely. And then also Peter Struckmeyer, one of my favorite, favorite people in the whole world. He's really great. And I'm a big fan of Peter Struckmeyer. Always kills it. Always brings the energy. Probably Sam Carroll, too. We'll see. We'll see. I'll definitely be there. I'll be your host, Pam Benjamin, holding down the laughs, the chuckles, and uh, trying to be funny. I wrote a new joke this week. I should never preface with that, but double, double, troy, toil and trouble, cauldron burn and cauldron bubble. I've been reading a lot of Shakespeare, and I think he was talking about menopause. Ah, crotch pot cooking. I'm a witch. Bubble, bubble, toil and trouble. That's my panties. I have no idea what's happening down there. Also, out, out, damn spot. How did he know so much about women? Wacky Shakespeare. I don't remember what other jokes I made up this week, but that was one of them. Did I make up any weed jokes? Jeez, I should have, but I can't remember. Saw a great show last night, uh, Master Debaters at Milk Bar, run by Connor Marshall. Really fun show. Uh, comics debate topics, silly topics, and sort of do their set, but sort of not. It's interesting. It's really fun, fun, silly format. Oh, I'm sorry. Ooh, it's making me think I should bring back the hell hat, because that's always super fun. All right. Uh, hopefully the toy gives me a call. I'm going to pull up the music for for this and uh hopefully i'll be right back to find out what happened oh i know what happened in the news um the policeman was held accountable for murdering george floyd that's that's good i mean it's all i what is real anymore man let's i mean should i get all existential today give me a call atoya
There she is. That's so funny. Hi. What's up? Oh, no, no, you're good. You're good. You're good. Oh, no, you're perfect. Um, let's see. I've got to turn. I'm. Is this what I want? Keep, oh, there we go. That's what we want. Yeah. Okay, now we're cooking with grease. Um, it's right. just grease. Yeah, I had the wrong. Good um, afternoon. Yeah, a great afternoon, huh? I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little miffed about the about it being cold as balls because it's hard to get people to come out to the comedy show on nights in outdoor spaces when it's like, come out to dinner, bring a blanket. People are like, fuck your face. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. I've noticed like the wind has been like, you know, I've been hanging out outside a lot. And like when I was out yesterday for 20, it got cold like around three o'clock. Like you're used to having the wind come in around four or five o'clock, but you could, there's only so many sweaters one could put on. Yeah. So, and especially at least your spot has heater, heat lamps, right? Um, it has one heater, but not enough. The last time it was super cold, two weeks ago it was so cold. Last week was perfect, but the two weeks ago it was so cold. And some people brought blankets, and it was crazy. It was just like, some people are hardcore, but I understand when people aren't. And, uh, it, I mean, it takes a lot to be like, yeah, I'm going to go out in the cold and watch. <laughs> like, you really have to want it. So whoever's there tonight, like, they really want it. And I have to, we're just going to have to applaud the fuck out of them and be like you're you're the hardcore OGs wanting the wanting the comedies you're desperate for laughter I mean I'm desperate I'm Jesus um, I I don't know what's going on man uh, I'm desperate for everything or it's nothing everything's effect. great or nothing is great it's hard to tell what's happening in the world right now it's, it's a yo-yo effect it oh, goes man. up it goes down especially after yesterday I'm sure Everyone in podcast land, including myself, I don't know about you, Pam, but I was uneasy for most of the day until the verdict came in. Uh, it's nice Derek that trial. it's nice that 420 can finally yeah. have some happy connotation again because you've got Hitler's That's birthday, exactly Columbine, and now we're like, oh, look, some justice, some peace. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it will be in the history books along with the day I'm sure the talk of 420 its meaning will be in history books as well yeah but at least it has a positive connotation to um accountability yeah which yeah. makes sense when you when you are when you do partake in the cannabis world there's a certain responsibility when you partake so I don't know I don't know why I'm correlating but or you know putting 420 and George Floyd. Well, it happened together. on the day. Just, it's it's just another it's another thing to remember. It's on that day that we right. say, "Oh, there was some Wait justice." Wait a minute. Go back. Was Columbine really on 420? Yeah, Columbine was 420, yeah. Oh my gosh. So that was 1998. So I was in class. So that was 22 years ago. Jesus. No, 23 years ago. 
damn, I'm old. Yeah, so uh, that's an anniversary, I remember. But I do the, the positive spin on the 420, yeah. It will be on the calendar. So uh, <laughs> how'd you, how did you celebrate? Um, I didn't celebrate. I just was, it, it was a breath of fresh air because along with that same day was another shooting of a 16-year-old girl right. in Columbus, Ohio just minutes before I believe the verdict was read and you know so it's bittersweet you know we we can't have just one day to what's the word besides celebrate but just to I guess feel like you I don't acknowledge the word I, I don't know it's just it, it, yeah yeah because there's nothing really to celebrate over someone's murder no you of know? course not and so, but I will be celebrating the fact that hopefully Derek Chauvin will get the Jeffrey Dahmer treatment. <laughs> we know he's not going to be in Jim Pop. It would be nice for him to be in Jim Pop for eight minutes and 45 seconds. Oh, or wow. Nine minutes, you know, just to see what happens, you know, just an experiment, right? Um, so that is something I guess you can, you know, cross your fingers and celebrate for but other than that you know we had so many shootings you know with the was uh Devante um I forgot the young man's name that happened in Minnesota last week and then now we you know Breonna Taylor didn't get justice we still have Ahmaud Aubrey so I think those hillbillies will be possibly going to jail soon but you know now we have this one. We have the little boy in in uh, Chicago too, Adam uh, Torero, I believe, the thirteen year old that was killed by the cops. Wow. So it's it's you know, I'm but hoping, it's like but children. It. it doesn't make sense for cops to kill children. There's no confusing. Do they? Is they there? See are they? They keep saying, beings. "Oh, I think I thought they had a gun." Is that what they're thinking? But they're. It, no, it's the not. Thing I, is, they don't ever see black children as children. They see, you know, let's go back to Tamir Rice, who was the 12 year old playing with the toy gun. Mm. And what do you know? The cop races in with his vehicle within one second and shoots him. Uh. And he says that I thought that was an 18 year old or 20 year old man. No, that was a 12 year old minor. Wow. And you know, the same thing goes, you know, with Trayvon Martin, though that asshole Zimmerman wasn't a cop, but he was playing one on TV, uh, he thought that that 17-year-old boy was a grown-ass man, hence mm. why he tried to fight him and then murdered him. Mm. So they don't see us as kids. And then we have the little boy uh, that was arrested a couple years or years, weeks ago for picking lilies, um, one six-year-old that got arrested uh, or excuse me, eight-year-old because he wandered off the school property, and which was the school's fault. Um, and the police found him and put him in the car, and the kid was crying like any child would, and scared the bejesus out of him. All these kids are black, by the way. Wow. So again, this is just painting a picture that they don't see us as victims nor children. Yeah. Well, or as, I mean, 
they see, but specifically as perpetrators of some sort, and not just being oh, yeah. seen as victims or children, but uh, seeing as aggressors, because there's no exactly. reason to shoot anybody yeah. unless they're an aggressor or. You know, if you're hunting, obviously you're going out with a gun to shoot an animal for a specific reason. Now, you make your peace with your gods about that and whoever you want, whatever you're doing with the meat or whatever you feel you have to do or whatever. Your responsibility to that animal is none of my business. Uh, <laughs> but as a human, I feel like we we do still have some responsibility for each other and that why are but they we don't see us still, as humans either. Why are we still One seeing eighth. people of color as aggressors or as criminals? Criminals, that's the word because, I was looking for. I'm going to tell you why. Because that stereotype goes way, way back in our history. And especially, I'm more going to focus on American history as, you know, we... I'll use black men as an example, that black men are scary. They they steal. They're going to rape all your w women and children. You know, um, we're criminals. Um, Why would the raping On the thing, black woman's side, Why? you know, the welfare queens, that's part of the Reagan era, of course. You know, we have too many kids. We're all single mothers. We're uneducated, which is very false. Black women are the most educated out of, I believe, um, uh, uh, out of all women of different ethnicities, I believe that we are. Um, and, you know, it's these racist tropes and stereotypes. That's all it is. And the fact that, you know, you see our criminal justice system, who don't, you really want to talk about the harm that white supremacy has done, you know, how they generalize black people as criminals is ingrained to not just white people, but it's even ingrained into our own community and other communities as well. You know, just like Asians see us the same way as certain white people as criminals, um, as dirty, I don't know why the dirtiness comes from, um, as lazy. I don't know where the lazy thing came from, well, knowing goddamn well we worked for free for about 200 years. So we're showing lazy people. Absolutely. And the other, another uh, ethnic group is demonized uh, and by the word lazy, which are Mexicans, which makes no sense because they're the <laughs> hardest working people. I've been to Mexico. They work harder than anyone. The roads get fixed like lickety split. It's unbelievable how hardworking. But they come here. And, and then, but then that's what the word that they, we don't want. It makes no and sense. And they do them. You know, and that's another white supremacy racist trope that white America has put, you know, the fact that Mexicans are, I don't know. See, what's It makes no is, sense to me. The, there's so exactly. many racial stereotypes that I'm like, what is that? How did no that even come about? It's, it's funny, you know, to me, and I love my white people. I just hate the racist ones, but come on, white America, we have to admit Y'all were actually the laziest because who did all the building? Right. Who built the railroads? Who'd y'all hire? Who'd you guys not pay? Mm. I mean, you stole the country for Pete's sake. You colonized many countries and you made you made people into slaves and do it for free. 
Mm. So who's lazy? You know, it just, what it is, what I'm starting to realize is a lot of these racist tropes are basically what they call us is kind of, they're calling themselves out. In other words, Mm. when they say, you know, black people and Mexicans are lazy. Well, that says something about you and rapists, right? But I'm sure some of them are very good people. (laughs) (laughs) On on both sides. On both both sides, sides. yeah. On both sides. So, you know, it's it's actually when they call us that, they're actually calling themselves out by saying these things. Because you're calling us something that we know historically we are far from, but it says something about you when you made money off free labor. So... (laughs) who's lazy right who's yeah so you know it but you know i i like i said i take everything bittersweet you know i was happy i cried i i mean i cried because it's one of those moments where even growing up as a kid you saw the ronnie king trial and that was on video 30 years ago right and those officers still got off you know And, and, you know, that was one thing I kept thinking about because I remember as a kid holding my breath. Yeah. And I remember during Trayvon Martin holding my breath and then Walter Scott and then we have Breonna Taylor and, or what, well, Walter Scott hit, hit actually that officer is in for 20 years. So he'll, he'll probably die there or commit suicide, hopefully suicide. Um, but, uh, oh, by the way, podcast world. I'm taking bets on if Derek Chauvin ends up killing himself. Place your bets now, because this motherfucker can will not last in jail. That's for sure. <laughs> but you know, it it I'm glad that we saw a little bit of accountability and justice, but this is just one case after mm. so many, you know. But what's funny is, I don't know, if you should read some of the right-wing pundits, what they're saying, like that cunt Tommy Lauren saying that. Yeah, I guess what's the other side any... saying? Everyone I've heard from has been super excited. Oh, yeah, but the right, the, the, the white-wingers, um, you know, they're like Tommy Lauren, she put up a tweet saying that, I guess there won't be any, uh, I guess Foot Locker won't be burning tonight. I guess there won't be anyone stealing tonight. Again, you hear these things that she's saying are racist tropes. That's terrible. Um, well, she's a terrible cunt. So I mean, I hope her. I hope her eggs shrivel up. Um, that's then, almost you know, inciting. You know, Fucker Carlson's. That language is almost inciting a riot. And isn't our former president going to be tried for inciting a riot? Is he going to be charged? I don't charged? think he is. Mm. I don't think he is, but the state of New York is still on his ass. So Right. Because of We taxes. can still keep our fingers crossed of that. Exactly. Well, the question but, is, know, uh, do people actually, when they do bad things and they get caught, do they have to pay like, the price like everybody else does? I mean, Martha Stewart had to. You mean like Martha Stewart? Yeah, she had to pay. <laughs> and so what? what is it? Why is it that some... Some people get away with it. Some people don't. Some people can pay their way through it, and some people can't even pay their way, and they still have to 
they still have to take responsibility. And isn't it funny that that was a woman? Hmm. But now, and then look at Jeffrey Epstein. He finally had to pay and then he killed himself or was killed. So he didn't even have to pay. I mean, I guess. Right. Well, I mean, because is it better? Because his life is just over. Like he got caught and it's over. But it was everything he wanted. And he had to know. You have to know if you're doing really, really bad things and you're hurting people and doing gross bad things to little girls. And if you're doing that, you have to know that at some point, some you got it's gonna catch up with you, bro. Like it's gotta. You don't get away with well, that forever, and then you have then the you know. Is, and the thing is, well, you know, people get arrogant, and these are people with money and power too, you know. And you're absolutely right. A lot of them think that, for example, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the uh, Matt Gates. I people keep the, talking uh, about. Please explain what this is. So many. Comedians okay. are bringing up this Matt Gates guy, <laughs> and I'm like, who is this guy? So he's this. Um, so I would totally advise you to look at his picture and tell me what kind of character he looks like. So he's a representative out of Florida, Ugh, Florida. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And <coughs> sorry, every so cough is... started with a dab. It's not COVID. Matt. <laughs> Matt who? COVID. Matt Gates. So Matt Gates. 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 Uh, G-A-E-T-Z. Oh, yes. Um, yes. So okay. Gates. Yeah. So he, um, he is a politician out of uh, Florida. He is a hardcore Trump book bootlicker. He was the one that wore the gas mask in the chamber. Uh, for a photo op when COVID happened, and he's always on Fox News and all those propaganda channels and what have you. So yeah, so basically he was under investigation under the William Barr administration, uh, William Barr um, Department of Justice, um, which was under the Trump administration. So what it is is his um, former friend and who was elected um, as tax tax something in Florida. Um, basically, him and Matt Gates used to party. They got into trouble with sex trafficking gr- underage girls, um, possibly possibly off international waters now. Um, Matt Gates was also notorious for showing naked photos um, on, um, in, um, on the floor of the house. Um, he also, um, now they're looking into some campaign. Like every week, there's something new with him. Oh, this is this great. Is how slimy Gates showed nude photos of women he said he'd slept with to lawmakers. He's yeah. like, he's like, look at this chick I banged. Look, I banged and this you know, hot he has broad. The smallest dick in the world. You can well, tell he he's has got. He's got like Gavin Newsom hair. He looks kind of like a superhero that lost his way. Like a like a, the superhero's like a, not his good looking brother or something. He looks like a character of uh like a square bob square pants that Ooh. head. And he has no mouth. But anyway, um so yeah, so basically, you know, gained he's a reputation in, a lot of in Congress over his relationships with women and bragging about his sexual escapades to his colleagues. Good on ya. Way to use your power for sex. I mean, like 
a champion cisgendered white guy. Like you really, he's what keeping up the stereotype. Right? He's keeping up the stereotype it's- of like semi-pedophilic into young girls gonna do some crazy stuff with your butt not always gonna ask for consent and then later gonna gaslight you into believing that you are ugly and and he didn't want to sleep with you anyways and you were the one that convinced him he's not even supposed to be here Wait, but it, 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 so his father is also a politician so basically he Another learned way it from his, his father. Yes. He learned it from there his you father. Go. I learned it all from you. So, I learned it all from watching you, Dad. I learned so how to now, be sexist, and I learned how to embrace misogyny and know that they are just tits and ass. And they oh, do wait, exist this on a- this planet specifically for my enjoyment as objects, me, not as people. Only. Yeah. So here, it, this is where it gets, Good. this is okay. how dumb this guy is. So he was paying for sex, but, and the, tr- so there's now a paper trail of the transactions. So get this, the transactions were done over Venmo. Yeah, fuck yeah, they were. Yeah, of course. And so for they, you, he, uh, you Venmoed $250 for eggplant, cherries, <laughs> kitty, kitty, kitty. <laughs> Wait a minute, but this is what he would put under those transactions. School. Books. So he was, the code words that he was using were for kind of like, wait a minute, this is questionable. These transactions of $900 and $1,000 that say books and school to another man or to another sex worker or an underage sex worker. And those transactions were um, the girl that was underage her name was Vintage 99, so she was 17. So Right, right, right. I've got the- this thing. Federal investigators are examining whether Getz engaged in a relationship with a woman that started when she was 17. And, and, uh, and whether his involvement with other young women broke federal sex trafficking and prostitution laws. <laughs> He's denied the allegations saying, no part of the allegations against me are true. You know, I just... It's kind of... It's... Go ahead. No, just the people that are... It, we shouldn't... We shouldn't not expect this. I hate to use double negatives, but... He's a 38-year-old guy who's made his way into Congress, into the into being a, a part of our government. You have to be a slimy, disgusting ball of dog shit to be able to get there. Like, you have no product. There's nothing you make. You're a face for a brand of nothing. Like, politics and doing so is being a pretty face and being really good at speeches and charismatic enough and that people believe you, so you must be a liar. Like, you can't, and there's, you can't be truthful with every person. You have to meet so many people and smile and be a certain way. And all of that is fake. All of that is fakeness. And then we get all surprised when under that fakeness, oh, heaven forbid they'd be lying about something else. Of course, we taught them how to lie. We told them they were great and made them our leaders because they're good at lying. And then we go, oh, gee, did you lie about liking to have sex with 17-year-old girls? I can't believe that. But he's also one of these right wingers that told something that family values and that you know, of course, you know because he's a liar. Is. 
That's yeah. they're all even like AOC. Anybody in law. As much as I love London Breed, God bless her and all the good work she's doing. Please let me get that UBI thing for artists. Please, dear God. As much as I love London Breed, there are also tons of things where I'm like, dude, she can be slimy sometimes doing deals with people for, I mean, but that's the game and I get it. And like, that's what happens when you're in charge. There's all of this weird stuff and politics and Mm -hmm. honesty it's it's you can't be 100% honest with everybody all the time because of perspectives and even if you're being honest it doesn't mean people think it's going to be good or bad they still might hate you and you want them to like you right like like I say like politicians are bad actors but and that's the thing yes all politicians they are going to lie but you don't have to be a sexual predator yeah well and still and still you're you know I mean I'm just saying I'm not surprised it doesn't surprise me ever when a politician comes out either. and you find out they're slimy and gross and or whatever or that oh they've been doing crack oh they enjoy the the <laughs> time with prostitutes oh they you know and then it's like yeah well i mean i like that you said that i think <laughs> I, I, I actually get a kick out of this. And especially when it's one of these hypocrites that preach, you know, conservative family values bullshit and they're racist as F. And and and, and here's another funny thing, you know, with the whole QAnon thing, because he's part of that. They talk about pedophilia. Well, here's your guy. Here's your guy right here who sex trafficked 17 year old girls. Isn't that the guy you're looking for, QAnon? Yeah, it looks like the guy you're looking for, if you were to believe that horse shit. But I mean, I'm actually enjoying, I love to see people go like this go down in flames because, and most likely the charges are really bad. Like Republicans are distancing themselves from him. Donald Trump won't take his phone call after all that bootlicking. You know, no one wants anything to do with him because they know he's such a toxic brand it'll hurt the party. So this is what I'm enjoying because this is also a sign of the uh, the QAnon party falling apart okay, and their troops coming out. Well, because it's because they're crazy pants people. So QAnon, <laughs> I, I looked up for BBC because I trust, we both trust British things. QAnon, what yeah. is it and where did it come from? Because I've been confused, right? So this is from the BBC. So I trust them. You trust them too, yes? Um, and yes. first they show a picture of the guy who's like got his QAnon shirt and he's like, what, bro? You could come at me? And it's like, we have such <laughs> dumb people. What we've done is create dumb people. And I'm sorry, world. God, what is it? Okay. At its heart, QAnon is a wide-ranging, completely unfounded theory that says that President Trump is waging a secret war against elite Satan-worshipping pedophiles in government, <laughs> business, and the media. Did somebody, this is, did, someone did, this is like a pitch for, for a new fiction. If I was like sitting in HarperCollins or something, I'd be like, oh, this book called QAnon. I'm, this is, this sounds like a page turner. QAnon right? believers. Q- uh, oh, QAnon I believers. Kurt Vonnegut, where are you? Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
He's coming back. Maybe he wrote the book. QAnon believers have speculated that this fight will lead to a day of reckoning where prominent people such as former presidential candidates Hillary Clinton will be arrested and executed. (laughs) Fuck, man. That's the basic story, but there are so many offshoots, detours, and internal debates that the total list of QAnon claims is enormous and often contradictory. Adherents draw in news events, historical facts, and numerology, ooh, numerology, to develop their own far-fetched conclusions. Okay, where did it all start? Um, No one actually believes it, right? Actually, thousands do. The the amount of traffic to mainstream social network sites like Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and YouTube has exploded since 2017, and indications are that the numbers have gone up further during the coronavirus pandemic. The big Mm -hmm. social media companies subsequently tightened their rules about QAnon content and took down hundreds of Q-supporting accounts and videos, but social media and opinion polls indicate there are at least hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people who believe in at least some of the bizarre theories mm-hmm. offered up by QAnon. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I want, I, just want these, I want just a list of the theories. I want a list of no, them. They I'm, don't give me a list of the theories. Damn it. I have a question. Yeah. I have a question. Does this tie into Pizzagate? Because this is along the same line. Because this, that, that's what has me confused between QAnon and Pizzagate. Because they're both they're both right wing conspiracy theories propaganda trumped up by the administration, the previous administration. So, you know, because they're basically kind of like the same thing, right? Where Hillary Clinton and the Pizzagate and the you know well the Pizzagate was, was that a- yeah she was running some kind of pedophilic ring out of the basement of a pizza place. Okay, that's right. Yeah. So I think that is part of QAnon too. I mean, okay. it, I thought that was Tea Party slander. I, I couldn't, like, I can't tell. Um, it's all nutty. It's all <laughs> nutty. I mean, I just want a list of of the weird things that they that they believe. Just, just, the, just, I just, just want a weird list of weird things they believe. Like, I love that stuff about. I mean, I don't, it's, it's crazy. Although no, there's a picture of a pizza and eyes on it. And um, it's very, <laughs> when I spoke recently with Clinton about QAnon, she said, I just get under their skin like anybody else. If I didn't have Secret Service protect, protection going through my mail, finding weird stuff, trafficking the threats against me, which are still very high, I would be worried. She has come to realize that the invented reality in which conspiracy theories place her is not some bizarre parallel universe, but actually that one that shapes our own. Referring to internet trolling operations, Clinton said, I don't think until relatively recently most people understood how well organized they were and how many different components of their strategy they've put in place. Whoa. I never really understood. I, I mean, it just seems so crazy pants that it there is, would be an underground war is. against Satanists. And 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 the fact that it, it's like it's like these people can't do their research on Donald Trump, where he kind of has ties to pedophilia, going back to what you said about you know Jeffrey Epstein, you know, 
So it's just it's just so bizarro, and it's like these people like are gone, like they're gone. Like I actually, you know, I have a friend. He's a best friend. I we lived together for three years, and he believes in this. My best friend is gone. He puts up these weird things. He said the George Floyd trial was not real. It oh was fake. God. Um, he said the media has something. To, and and by the way, he he's a Korean dude, so he's hanging out with all these you know these crazy ass QAnon folks. And he is taking in this information that they're putting. It, it just it's just how brainwashed he is, and I can't even talk to him. You know. Yeah. And I, I've actually stopped talking to him once I found out he said that, you know, the George Floyd trial was fake and all. It's, it's like I don't know this person anymore. So I can, I can identify with some of those people who say that, you know, they lost a family member because they're brainwashed by this. And it's really fucked up and sad. And I don't know if he'll ever come out of it. He, unfortunately, he moved to Florida temporarily so that doesn't help well you know if you people need something to believe in these conspiracy theories are crazy and it they're so crazy that you can't not believe in them it's like god is also a crazy thing to believe in or any cult that you want to be involved with but it's this weird thing that people are saying like all right we believe these things together all right, you feel like you need that? And I guess for some people at this crazy pandemic time, yeah, maybe they do. Maybe they do need something to cling to that's being, that seems so, like, not, this is one of the things that's, this is a quote from one of the followers. The reason I feel like I can trust Trump more is he's not part of the establishment, she said. At one point, Harger told me I should look into what happened to John F. Kennedy Jr., who died in 1999 when his airplane crashed in the Atlantic Ocean off Martha's Vineyard, <laughs> suggesting that Hillary Clinton had had him assassinated. Alternative, alternatively, there's a contingent of QAnon believers that say JFK Jr. faked his death and that he's a behind-the-scenes Trump supporter and possibly even Q himself. Some anticipate his dramatic public return so that he can serve as Trump's running mate in 2020. This uh, this is an old thing, but um, yeah, so it's just it's just it's just crazy people talking. The difference, I guess, is it's crazy people with money and influence. Because there was a crazy person on the bus behind me today, and I'm not gonna follow her anywhere. Like I would thought maybe she was following me. I was like, dude, I need to get off this bus. Um, she was breathing heavy and weird, and I was like, dude, this is. This is a weird moment for me on the bus. But, okay, I sorry, I fell off the rails. I'm pretty high. But this QAnon (laughs) stuff has me baffled because I've heard people keep making jokes about it on stage, and they're not really explaining what it is. And so now to, to like, have some context of what, what it is, it's like, how is this possible? Yeah, I I don't, I don't understand it i really don't and it's it's just it's it's so beyond unrealistic and fairy tale-ish that it's just it's unbelievable what some people will believe you know and the thing is you know i i'm not gonna say i'm a hardcore conspiracy theorist but i do have my theories and you know same to you you know and but Come on, 
you know, the fact that JFK is still alive. This is something that was in the Inquirer back in 1999. I remember they showed, they said JFK still alive, wandering around. I'm sure there's like an Inquirer headline from 1999 that says that. So it's kind of a ripoff of like the National Enquirer, you know, from 20 plus years ago. And it, it's just, it's, it doesn't make any sense. There's no logic that these people who believe that don't have any logic or they're, like you said, looking for something to believe in. Here's what, That's... here's what just straight up Wikipedia says. QAnon or simply Q is a disproven and discredited American far-right conspiracy theory alleging, alleging a secret cabal of Satan-worshipping cannibalistic pedophiles was running a child sex trafficking ring and plotted against former U.S. President Donald Trump while he was in office. QAnon is commonly called a cult. QAnon commonly asserts that Trump has been planning a day of reckoning known as the storm when thousands of members of the cabal will be arrested. QAnon supporters have accused many liberal Hollywood actors, Democratic positions, politicians, and high-ranking government officials of being members of this cabal. They have also claimed that Trump feigned conspiracy with Russians to enlist Robert Mueller to join him in exposing the sex trafficking ring and preventing a coup d'etat by Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, and George Soros. The QAnon conspiracy theories have been amplified by Russian state-backed troll accounts on social media, as well as Russian state-backed traditional media and networks associated with the Falun Gong? Dear God, what is that? This isn't real. This is real. I'm, everything is crazy pants now. Everything in my world, nothing is real. I can't, I can't do it anymore. That's all real stuff. Like the whole world is moving far too fast. And there's people that, I don't even know, how is this even, who had time to write this all out? <laughs> this strange fiction. This isn't even a fiction book. There are people, I'm, did you know, walking here, there's people that are like on this, it feels like walking through a movie set. It's like, are you guys getting paid? They do a really good job with the makeup. It's like, no, no, these are really dirty people. They, it is desperate. And it's yet, like someone was a failed Hollywood writer and decided to say, see and test to see if this script will work online. Yes. And, yes, and, and it, it did. It certainly has. It totally has worked on Facebook. No problem. <laughs> To the point where now, like on Twitter, you know, they have to, you know, QAnon, you know, it's banned from Twitter and stuff like that. And so is our former, or I don't want to say president, but 45, yeah. you know, who's banned, you know, so, you know, I'm all for free speech and stuff, but this is brainwashing. Yeah. This is brainwashing. This is not free speech. Well, if they you know. want to brainwash us, it's really easy. I'm telling you, I am so high right now. Uh, all of California can be brainwashed by Gavin Newsom right now because we're all so high from 420. If the if they were smart, if the government was smart, they'd just give us ubiquitous weed access and be like, yeah, and then you can pump any ideas you want into me right now. I am like... <laughs> I am I am a blank slate. I am a I am a raw piece of dough. You can fill me with whatever filling you want. Bake me. I'm curious. Before we go, 
what all did you get for 420? Like, how did you partake since you're stoned right now? Oh, my God. Well, I pre-planned last week, and I bought just a ton of weed. I I bought a bunch of weed. And um, <laughs> I made I made uh, food. I've been cooking a lot, you know, so I made a bunch of pot food. And then um, I was chilling with my friend. My friend, um, she had some surgery, and I just wanted to chill with her during the day. So, so she had to, I went and got some meds for her and hung out, you know just to hang make sure she's okay um and then and then i got to smoke a little with jonathan and that was rad and then i came over here to the station for always free radio and and um roach and finch were here and then we like smoked two joints in the morning and then and then we went and got the uh, down the street at at foa 20th and and bryant 299 chicken bon mis so then we got Bonnies, and then they were so kind. They drove. We all drove up to um, Hate Street and saw the Connor Marshall show at Milk Bar. But on the way, this lady just gave us twenty-five milligram gummies. So I had eaten, been eating pot food all day, and then I had that gummy, and I was just smoking nice. the whole time. And then this morning, nice. I woke up and had an edible, and I've been smoking all day. And I'm just like, I've reached weed singularity. I think. Well, but I have my show tonight, I'm, and I'm just bummed because it's cold. And when it's cold, people don't really show up as much. Because, again, who wants to – you got to be so hardcore. And I get – and please be come out and be hardcore if you're listening out there and you want to come see comedy. It's going to be so funny because I'm going to be so high. <laughs> speaking, speaking of, um, I just wanted to let uh, you know and the audience – since I am not in the studio and I haven't been in over a year, yeah, I'm going to be able to go back in studio once classes end. Wow, cool. So, yeah. Hey, when's your class? Um, when's so, your is, what time's your class? It's coming up here, yeah. Uh, my yeah, my class ends in late May, so like oh. around the thirtieth. Rad. So that's not that far off. But your it starts at three o'clock, right? Yeah. Uh, we got to say goodbye then. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. No, I've, I've been watching the clock. Okay, so. good, good. Well, thank you for educating me again on what's been going on in the world. But I was paying a little attention. But still, this QAnon stuff, man, the whole world, actually, I'm freaked out. But I'm also pretending that it's like, oh, well, I mean, what else can we do? I, pfft, dude, <laughs> I don't know. Just keep fighting. i just going to keep smoking these bowls. And smiling at people, <laughs> trying to make Smoking them laugh. And, and dude, oh, last thing I'm going to leave, I went to Trader Joe's today, and they are making their own Fig Newtons now. And dear God, they're delicious. I am having trouble not eating the entire <laughs> sleeve of Fig. I don't know how you feel about Fig Newtons, audience people, but boy, oh boy. To, I, I know I used to love them. I love Fig Newtons. I used to love them when I was a kid. A little piece of cake. Yeah. Um, okay, have a great class Tell today. Really and um, all right, my dear. And Goodbye. I'll, and I'll see you next week. Yay! 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 Oh my gosh! Yay! And then yay! And then yay! And then yay! All right. Hey, you know what's crazy? QAnon. Dear God. Okay, I'm trying to. It's crazy that I'm.
go. We're going to take a nap before my show tonight. It's cold. When I get cold, I get, when I get cold, I get tired. Sorry. I just yawned at you. I hope you all yawned if you were listening to this podcast. And if you are, you're a crazy person. What are you doing? Um, I'm going to play some Bughouse Square because it's always good music. And um, House Pride up later.
sung by Lead Belly, and it was written for his friend. He had a friend named Blind Lemon, and they used to ride back and forth on a train from somewhere to Texas. I learned this tune from a record I heard by him. Silver City Bound, 
I'm Silver City bound. I'm gonna tell my little baby I'm Silver City bound.
close at hand. Creatures crawl in search of blood to terrorize your neighborhood. And whosoever shall be found without the soul for getting down must stand and face the hounds of hell and rot inside a corpse's shell.
Thank you. 